Hello again, and welcome back to Octopulse, our Detroit News, Detroit Red Wings podcast. I'm Mark Faulkner, assistant sports editor. Ted Colfin is off, but we do have his Red Wings rankings, position by position. Last week, we looked at the defensemen. Today, the forwards. Next week, the goalies. Our interviews for these podcasts have included Jamie Drysdale last week. He's the top-rated defenseman for the 2020 NHL draft. Today, you'll hear from the top-rated European forward for the draft, Germany's Tim Stutzel. Next week, we'll have an interview with goaltender Pat Nagel of Bloomfield Hills. He just signed a one-year contract. But first, the top five forwards in the system. Number one, no surprise, Dylan Larkin. Ted says Larkin is the most important player in the organization, hands down. Number two, Anthony Mantha. Ted expects a big pay raise for Mantha this summer. His salary now is $3.3 million. Number three, Philip Zadina. Ted says Zadina has a bright future, a pure goal scorer. Number four, Tyler Bertuzzi, the all-star with back-to-back 21 goal seasons. Ted says expect a new long-term deal for Bertuzzi. And number five, Robbie Fabry. Ted says that was Steve Eisenman's best trade, a trade with the Stanley Cup champion Blues for checker Jacob De La Rose. The other forwards in order, the next five, Michael Rasmussen, Luke Glendening, Joe Valeno comes in at number eight, number nine, Darren Helm and Dimitro Timoshov. Finally, the next five forwards, Giovanni Smith, Evgeny Sveshnikov, Valtteri Filppula, Christopher N. and Taro Hirose. The complete list of Ted's top 50 players is online at DetroitNews.com and on our Octopulse Facebook page. Time now to hear from a potential Red Wing, Tim Stutzel. Joining us now is 18-year-old Tim Stutzel, the number one ranked European player for the 2020 NHL draft and a possible draft choice of the Red Wings. Tim, welcome to the podcast. A few years ago, you you met Red Wings general manager Steve Eiserman. Just a, a short conversation. He was scouting your good friend Moritz Mosider, who Eiserman selected with the sixth overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft. What do you remember about that brief conversation with Steve Eiserman, Tim? Thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, for sure. It was, it was just great to talk to such a legend. Uh, he played a long time in the NHL. And yeah, we are just talking a little bit about how everything is going, what I'm going to do this season later. And uh, yeah, there was, there was not that, that point that I was that, that high in the draft list. But uh, yeah, it was just inter- interesting to hear everything about it and uh, yeah, watching Mo a little bit play. Were you uh, nervous, Tim? Yeah, I mean, for sure, a little bit. Uh, I think uh, that's pretty normal. It was my first, like, really conversation with an NHL manager. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was very interesting to, to listen to everything he said. And, uh, yeah, a great guy. Did you know at that time, talking to um, the Red Wings general manager, where you would be playing the next season, Tim? No, not already. Uh, the discussion was about... Uh, Staying in Mannheim, I go on college hockey on the college route, but uh, I think what's the best decision I made to stay in Mannheim and play pro hockey. So Steve Eisman was there watching Mo. Do you remember how Mo played that game? I can't really remember it because uh, I saw a lot of games from Mo. Yeah. But I think he played. He's playing solid every game, and uh, I think he did a job, great job again this yeah. this game. 
absolutely. So can you talk a bit about the decision to maybe play either, as Mo said, uh, the decision maybe to play at the University of New Hampshire, the Seattle Thunderbirds drafted you. You also had the chance, which you wound up you know, going to Mannheim. But, but can you talk a bit about that process, Tim, about you know, Seattle, New Hampshire, or Mannheim? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I talked a lot to Mo. Uh, he, made, he made the step uh, one, one, uh, one year earlier than me. So, uh, and it was just interesting. But uh, at the end, it was my decision to stay here. And uh, I think Mo was a good example or a great example and uh, showed everybody that he can do it. But uh, I think it was just my, my own opinion on Mannheim. I had great two years in the under 20 team. And uh, yeah, right now the, the year was even more great. And uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that. What was that last year like, uh, Tim, with the under 20 team? You had 23 goals in 21 games. And I know you are ready probably for a new challenge. I know when Leon Dreisaitl played in the, uh, at about your age, he was averaging four or five points a game. And he wound up coming over to Prince Albert uh, with the uh, Raiders in the Western Hockey League. But it probably says a lot since Leon Dreisaitl left that a lot of young players like Mo before you and you chose the next step to stay in Germany. Yeah, I think um, Germany is definitely in the right way and in the right direction uh with they have a rule like that they need to play two under 23 year old players and uh yeah it's not normal that that a guy like like my age or most age get that that much ice time in the professional league so i was able to play power play last year and play 14 to, to 18 19 minutes and uh, yeah it was just a great experience and i really enjoyed it and i'm was a great season. Yeah, you know, Tim, a lot of our listeners may not realize that uh, you play obviously against men, but you had a centerman, Ben Smith, who won a Stanley Cup with Chicago. And as Mo mentioned, also a Calder Cup with the Toronto Marlies. He was 31. And then your other winger was 32 years old, the Finnish winger as well. So Tommy Hutala of Finland. So can you talk a bit about their role, their influence on you? Because again, for a lot of people who see Jack Hughes play against, say, college players, or they watch another junior hockey player play against um, players who are maybe 20 years old, it's quite a it's quite a stark difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they they played a big role in my in my like last season. Um, great guys off the ice too. Uh, I always miss them a little bit, like they're in the states right now, but. Uh, or in Finland, but uh, yeah, great line mates, uh, unreal players on the ice, with an unreal experience. Uh, you can learn everything from them, uh, not just on the ice, also off the ice, and uh, great guys in the locker room too. So, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to play with them, and uh, I was very honored. You know, Mo said the same thing, Tim, that uh, it was great to have some quality time with their families, getting to know them. There's certainly a lot yeah. of humility when you're learning. And, and he said that Ben really was uh, just perfect when it came to learning how to be a pro, to, to, to grind yeah. it out, and that mindset. And, and again, it's, it's an opportunity that you and Mo had that not all players have at that age. I definitely think 100% the same, uh, like how the players work out in the, in the locker room and the, in the weight room. It's, it's just how professional they are if they are going to, into a game. and. Uh, yeah, you can learn everything from them. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot from, from my two line mates for sure. But 
every every kind of guy from the team uh, yeah wanted to make me better every day and help me out in every situation and uh, yeah it was just great to learn so much of them yeah that's interesting tim that you said that they want to see you get better and that's not always the case sometimes when you're playing against people your own age everyone has their own goals but it must be nice having yeah. someone who as as mo said they have your back yeah like 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 you said but it was also great to to meet all the families and uh, they really really wanted to get us into that uh, like i'm i'm living on my own here in Mannheim. my parents are still in Krefeld, so uh, yeah they wanted us to come to the come to dinner or made food for us it was just amazing and i think it's not nothing like every team has and i think it was something special for sure and then or is something special mo also talked about a, a person i wasn't really familiar with tim uh perty hassanen he's 65 years old from finland he scouted for the kings and flames he was with boston university with jack parker he's been a devil skills coach he's worked with jack eichel among others mo said he played mo said that um that he would come on the ice before practice, after practice. Uh, can you talk a bit about that skill development with him? Yeah, I, I was able to to train with him the last the last couple of years, the last two two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year or last season, he was not that much with us, Mannheim. He was more with our like team in the DL two. He was more there, but uh, mm -hmm. every time he was with us on the ice, it's just great. Uh, how he how he's a nice person. Uh, he likes to he like he loves to be on be on the ice and help the young players and uh, try to make them better. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy, and I really love to love to train with him. Mo said that um, Purdy is uh, so humble and friendly, like you said. He said yeah. he said endearingly they would call him Grandpa. They're always laughing and smiling and respectful. And Mo yeah. said that he would teach him things even like how to make a little turn here and there. Is there a few examples of things that he, that he sort of opened your eyes, Tim, to, oh, I didn't really, I didn't realize that skill could be done this way or maybe done a little better. There were many exercises he, he teached me and uh, he wanted to make me better in. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot of him and I'm still doing his exercise even <laughs> he, if he's not there. So uh, yeah, it was just an honor for me to, to train with such, an, such a nice guy and uh, humble. I'm a guy, even if he reached a lot already in his trainer career. And uh, yeah, I missed him a little bit last season in Mannheim because he was uh, so much with the DL2 team. But uh, yeah, I did his exercise alone then. <laughs> oh, that's good. And you know, uh, Mo was also saying and other observers that sometimes to get to that next level with a, with a country, an emerging country, like Germany, you need uh, former coaches, players coming back to, to get that expertise. You can have good coaches, long-term coaches as well. One way to get to that next level is to have these players come back with very specific skills and knowledge and, and move forward. So maybe my, my general question is, why do you think uh, German hockey, Tim, you've been asked this question quite a bit. Why do you think it's been improved in the last 10 years, five years? I think how, how we train, it's everything getting professional, even more professional. And I think we want to we wanna get up to Canada and uh, the U.S., like the top, top countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think coaches, uh, like I was very lucky to have Pavel and uh, Pelagans this 
last season. Um, we trained a lot also after practice and I think we have many, many young good players in the league last year and uh, everybody wants to get better in like every session on the ice and I think that's a big point too that you have hard-working kids and uh, kids who want to get better. So I think German hockey is 100% on the right direction and uh, like we, we saw on the, in the under-training national team that uh, we, we, we had a chance to get into the quarter-final but uh, yeah, at the end we missed it but we are looking forward for, for the next one that and how about specifically Mannheim, one of the stronger teams? Uh, you, you and Mo were both named Rookies of the Year in back-to-back seasons. Mo won a championship, breaking Munich's uh, winning streak of three straight. And you didn't get a chance, of course, to duplicate that because of, because of the uh, coronavirus uh, outbreak. But um, what makes the difference with Mannheim? Yeah, I think uh, Mannheim is an unreal organization. Uh, the best, I think the best I've played for. Yet <laughs> I played in two, so uh, not that much. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Manam is just just amazing. Um, I I've been here since three years, and uh, it's been my best three years of my life, I would say. And every everybody is so nice. Everybody's humble. Uh, we have I think near to every every year we have a nice group of guys. Uh, they they just don't uh, look to the guys who made the mo- most points or. Uh, are the best players they also look like how they are off the ice if they are nice uh, yeah and i think that's a big point too the management management is making a great job but also the coaches and the staff around um, they want to work with young players they want to work with with all the players want to want to help them want to make them better want to still make them better and uh, yeah everybody wants to win the cup here in Mannheim, so uh, that's the same too one of the big differences, and Mo kept talking about this, was that maybe more so now than ever, that because the German hockey system is, is identifying younger players, but you're, you're getting an opportunity. And, and, and Mo said that even when he would make a mistake, he'd still get another chance. And he said it was, it was really important that for a team like Mannheim or other clubs as well in, in the DEL to – to give you guys a chance to play like a serious chance and not just give you like six minutes of ice time a game. So maybe you could speak to that because Mo thought that was critical. Uh, Abstreeter said the same thing that for this new generation of players, they need to see that they will get a chance. I mean, the thing uh, was when I, when I had the chance to, to go on college or stay here in Mannheim and go for pro hockey, then there was the thing if I'm gonna have enough ice time here in Mannheim as a young as a young guy, and yeah. I talked a lot to a lot to Pavel and asked him about it, and he said you get a serious chance if you if you take it, then it's perfect. But I can't say yeah you're gonna play like that 20 minutes every game. I can't say it, but you get a serious chance, and uh, yeah, that that's I think a, a great part that that he like what he said he did it you know he gave me my chance and uh, yeah even if I made a little mistake maybe he just said it to me and then he said but don't don't think about it just just make it better next time so I think that's a big big thing too I had a lot of confidence last season because of him and because of my teammates and uh, yeah I think that like you said it's uh, it's a big part of German hockey right now and uh, I think yeah it's perfect. Tim, how do you feel sort of being an ambassador, talking about the game and letting others know? Because you know there's a lot of young 
German hockey players who are watching Human Mo play. I think I heard you say, like, let's just get on with things. But how, how do you feel about about being not a spokesman, but but representing the country and letting people know that you know here's a country that won a you know a silver medal in the Olympics in South Korea, and now they have young players like yourself. So do you mind talking about German hockey? I have 100% no problem. I'm just Good. I'm just honest. Uh, I'm honorable to to like. To, to represent my country, uh, that's also not not a thing everybody can do, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, yeah, like I said before, Leon Dreisaitl is doing a great job. I think he's a role model for for many kids over here in Germany. Uh, many kids wanted to start playing hockey here, and uh, yeah, Mo Mo did it, did it perfect with staying in Mannheim and uh, getting drafted six overall. I think that's that's a point too for for young kids maybe to overthink everything. And then going just right away to America or Canada and stay maybe a year and one more year in Germany. And uh, there was not, that's something special. And I think there was not like that before. Like every time a good player wanted to go somewhere else to Canada, US maybe. But uh, yeah, Mo, Mo made it right, I think. And uh, yeah, like, like I said before, the under 20 was in the right direction too, our team. And uh, yeah, I think everybody's honored right now to represent Germany as a country and uh, as a good hockey team. You mentioned Leon Dreisaitl, whose dad, Peter, helped teach him to play as well. So he was the third overall pick in 2014. What would it mean to you, uh, Tim, if you were taken in the first two picks? It's probably hard to even imagine. There's no real date yet, even for the draft, but you would be then the highest drafted um, German player and you would be the ninth overall to be taken in the first round but have you given any thoughts of whether you might wind up ahead of Dreisaitl? I mean like I said it's uh, it's far away uh, but my, my goal at the beginning of the season was to, to get drafted as high as possible and that I'm ranked right now top three or top five is uh, already a big honor for me but for sure, my goal is right now to get get drafted higher. Sim, that's uh, that's maybe hard, but uh, yeah, that's my goal. And uh, Leon made a great job. But my goal is also to to play long NHL career, not just play there for one year and uh, get back to Europe. Um, if you know what I mean, like uh, you need also you need to be also a hard worker off the ice too. And uh, I think that's just the first step in the right direction to get drafted high but you need to fight through it still and work still hard so uh, yeah like I said it's the first first step in the right direction but not the not my goal you know like at the end yeah it makes perfect sense that your goal is just to finish as high as you can where it could be top 10 top 20 so wherever you rank is wherever you rank and as uh, Moritz as Moritz was saying too that he goes it doesn't really matter where you're drafted because once you are as you said then you have to go on and do things. You are the first German player to be ranked number one in the European rankings. So that, that you have uh, for sure. Mo was talking a bit about your, your game, and he said uh, that you are more a playmaker and less a shooter. You had seven goals and lots of assists, and all through your career, you've had more assists uh, than goals. Is he right? Are you, are you more of a playmaker? Is that, is that what you are? Or are you, you're trying to score goals too, right, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Mo knows me pretty good. So uh, yeah, he's definitely right. Um, I could have scored 
um, more girl, girls, I would say. But uh, at the end, I think I'm more than a more than a playmaker than a than a shooter. So I always want to make plays. Uh, maybe last season sometimes a little bit too much. But uh, mm -hmm. at the end, when it when it went to the playoffs, um, I started shooting a little bit more. And uh, yeah, that's that's a thing I need to improve too. That I shoot more and uh, get more pucks to the net. I think. And right now, I believe you're listed as a winger, maybe a center down the road. Does it matter to you, like where you? wind up uh tim center left wing does it matter to you i played my my whole career um before the season for the last season i played centerman oh but um then pavel pavel told me um if i should like play left wing because uh against stronger guys and to get a little bit into everything and i just said yeah for sure i i have no problem with that and then i started playing wing and it went pretty good so uh, I kept on doing that and uh, I have really no problem uh, with any positions so I could play wing or well, wing or center. I, I just do what the team wants me to play and uh, yeah, that's it. You know, a lot of people talk about comparables and again, it's, that's not really fair to players like is Mo this type of defenseman or is Tim this kind of player? And they mention uh, Patrick Kane, who, of course, came through the uh, U.S. National Team Development Program here. He's listed about 5'10", somewhere between 175, 180 pounds. Other scouts have talked about comparing you to Taylor Hall, who, um, when I was in Windsor as a sports editor for 22 years, I'm a Canadian, who watched Taylor Hall come into Windsor. His first year, he had 45 goals, plus 40. And then he won back-to-back -back Memorial Cups with like 196 points, Tim, and plus 75. And I only bring up him because one thing that we noted about uh, Taylor Hall, who had the speed and a lot of the things allow you to be you know, ranked in the first round, was that oftentimes when uh, players were in the offensive zone five-on-five five, and everyone was picking up their man, that sometimes Taylor, and I've seen this with you a couple times at least on video, that they would try and beat their man and go to the net, that everyone else is covered, and really, you're looking for the pass. First of all, is there a player that is Taylor Hall, have you had a chance to watch him play, or does it matter? But do you, do you get that sense of getting in the zone, whether you're on the wing at center, and trying to get to the net and beat your man? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Pavel, the coach, wanted me to do that, to play creative, uh, to go to the net. Oh. So um, I tried to do that, to do that a lot, and... Uh, yeah, I, it's always tough for me to, to say where compare to me, but uh, I think the, the opinion should do others. But uh, yeah, for me, it's a big honor to be compared with those two guys. And, uh, but it's a long way to go for sure. So are you in Mannheim right now, Tim? Is that where you guys are? Yeah, I was uh, for four weeks. I was at home with my parents, uh, did my workouts and all the stuff with a personal coach. But uh, right now I'm back in Mannheim and uh, yeah, we have training again with the team and group of twos or threes. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we're going to work out a lot. You know, when I was talking to Mo, you know, his parents uh, left their um, jobs and he said they're doing well now. And you've been away from home for about three years or so. So Mo said he can't believe how much money his parents and he was laughing how much they spent and you know, such a tight family. And I just wondered what it was like for you, just like here in Canada and the U.S., where players have to leave to play at a better level. 
What's it been like with you and your family during this process when you've been away from home, Tim? I got, got more on my own, you know, like um, I learned how to do everything on my own. My parents uh, came very often to me and uh, yeah, helped me out a little bit. But uh, because it's just three hours away, so they came here to every game and uh, it was not that bad. Good. But uh, yeah, for sure, I think it's, it's good to be to be at that age alone and learn everything on yourself and uh, getting getting more known everything and for me it was just a great experience i think and sometimes you know i still miss them but uh, i can't change in my, my dad's business in Greefeld, so it's not that easy to just say yeah we're gonna we're gonna come to Mannheim and uh, live there but uh, yeah i totally understand them they support me in every every way and uh, always want the best for me so it's great, great to see them very often and uh, yeah, that they visit me that much. Where does uh, Moritz fit into all this? We've talked a bit about his influence and, and he wishes you, of course, nothing but the best. But tell us a bit about your friendship with him and how important that's been. Yeah, he's, he's one of my best friends for sure. Uh, uh, we, we, we did a lot uh, together when we played in one year. Uh, our friends, uh, yeah, families are pretty tight too so uh, from the from the first day I came to Mannheim uh, I sat next to him and uh, yeah was he wanted me to sit next to him I wanted to sit next to him too so uh, that was pretty cool and uh, yeah we had a lot of fun together and uh, yeah we texted a lot when he was over there sometimes a phone call uh, when he played in Grand Rapid and uh, yeah it, I'm just, he's now here in Mannheim. Uh, we already ate together sometimes and uh, yeah, we trained together. And yeah, for me, he helped me out too a lot. Um, he wanted to make me better too and uh, always want the best for me. And uh, yeah, he's definitely a very good friend of mine. Very good friend. And you guys were on that world under 20 team that, that played in the Czech Republic. Can you just talk quickly about uh, Mo and he was the captain. So he had a bigger role team you had five points in five games you know we've seen the stats but it was sort of like the re-emergence and another step that German hockey has taken but but how about his role because I asked him like leadership is that something down the road and he's too young now to be a, you know a leader he's he said he really wants to make that Red Wings team next year and that's the goal nothing else so like he's very clear in what he wants but you know maybe there are some leadership qualities there for down the road for Mo what, what are your thoughts about that? Like you said, uh, he wants to make the team next year. Uh, I think 100% the same. He's going to make the team next year. Uh, he's, <laughs> great. <laughs> he's a great, great player. And uh, if he really wants it, I think he, he can definitely do it. And um, yeah, but that always depends on, on the management and uh, all the stuff. But I, I hope for sure he's going to make it. And uh, yeah, he's going to use his chance for sure, I think. But uh, if we come to the leadership, I, I think he made a great job um, with the under-20 team. He led, them, he led us pretty good. And uh, yeah, he played every night up to 29 minutes. I think that's not pretty <laughs> normal too. Um, definitely, in my opinion, the best demon um, of the World Championship. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great that he came to us and uh, supported us and made the team better. Tim, part of our story, thanks for your time so far. You've been very uh, gracious with your time. I, I'm just curious, though, I, I do want to ask you, um, uh, what are your thoughts of perhaps 
reuniting with Mo down the road with the Red Wings. Uh, they will have one of the top four picks. You've probably heard all the things that could happen. What are your thoughts? You may join him here in Detroit down the road, but you, you could, you two of you could be part of this uh, rebuild down the road. What are your thoughts about joining him here in Detroit? That's, that's pretty far, far away still, but uh, yeah, Mo is always making fun about it. Uh, like, uh, Think overthink it if you're going to come to Detroit it would be a lot of fun but uh, yeah for me it's a little far away he's like he's already drafted so it's a little bit easy for him to talk about it but uh, yeah I'm just <laughs> I wouldn't say no uh, right now and uh, yeah it would be great great thing I think I think uh, his his quote <laughs> Tim was that uh, yeah I I because we would like to have him put the wing the wing wheel on so he was having fun with it too because you can go anywhere but you know certainly from like you know from our, the newspaper here in Detroit it's certainly a possibility so you can see why we're interested but uh, uh, do you know much more about the Red Wings you've met Steve Eiserman so that was your first general you know major person you met briefly did you ever see Steve Eiserman on video or anything or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, Detroit is a great hockey, great for hockey, and uh, I think many people love it there. And uh, yeah, Mo, Mo told me a little bit about it. Um, Eisenman is a great guy, he said, and uh, I met him already, like I told before. And uh, yeah, he, he's thankful for, for being drafted by the Red Wings, he told me, and uh, he had a great year in Grand Rapids. And uh, yeah, he's looking forward to, to make the NHL. And uh, yeah, we'll see what he's gonna tell me then. Um, yeah, and 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 sorry, and yeah, Mo ahead. said uh, on draft day, uh, I still know it uh, that Mannheim and Detroit are both worker cities, so they have a lot in common. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still know that, so uh, yeah, maybe yeah. they want. I do, I do remember him too, Tim. That's funny because this guy's really aware. Because if, if Mannheim's a hardworking city and Detroit's like hockey town, and yeah, yeah. that was that was awesome what he said at that time. Because yeah, yeah. he he was surprised. You know, I asked him, "Did Tim get a hold of you on draft day in Vancouver?" And he said, "Well, yeah, Tim congratulated me on text, but really, um, he had so many things to do in Vancouver." And Mo said, "By nine o'clock Pacific time." in Vancouver would be like five or six in the morning where he could start answering, um, you know, some of the texts. Do you remember when he got picked? Because you saw how surprised he was with his parents. 100% I, I watched him. Uh, I felt with him. It was, it was great for him and uh, he really deserved it. And I, I already thought that, that he's going to go top 10. And not everybody thought it, but uh, I hoped it. And it went like that and yeah. For him, it was great, and for me, it was great too to see him like that. And uh, yeah, he was he he texted me later then, but I was fine because I think he had a lot to do, like you <laughs> said. But uh, yeah, for him, it was great and uh, a great experience. Is there anything else you'd like us to know, Tim? We talked a bit about your game, uh, you know, your connection to Mo, the growth of German hockey, your parents. I haven't asked you about uh, just working out during the pandemic. What are you guys doing? Just, just uh, I think Mo said you've got it. Smaller groups are working out together. He said it's really strict. Well, what's it been like? Yeah, I mean, when I was in Krefeld, uh, it was a little bit more at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, I, I was home playing table tennis in the garden. And in the morning, I, I went um, to, I had, was a little bit lucky because a friend of my parents has his own fitness studio. 
and uh, he's a personal coach so in Germany we were able to to have one-on-one -on -one lessons and I did that one for four weeks so that was pretty good um, to get into everything and then uh, I went to Mannheim and right now like Mo said we have small groups and uh, small training groups we had a couple tests right now last or this week and uh, yeah tomorrow we have a day off but maybe we're gonna go a little bit inline skating with Mo so uh, yeah we'll see are you ready to perhaps like it depends on what team drafts you you could wind up in like an American Hockey League team you could go back as well right you could go back to Mannheim those are all things that will happen later you're probably just taking it a day at a time but have you given any thought to to how exciting of a time this is? Because I think Mo said, he said, just enjoy this and be yourself. That's the advice. I said, what advice yeah. did you give Tim? Yeah, yeah. So, is that what you're doing right now? Like you know, handling these interviews, the NHL teams are calling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I have an interview you need to every day. Um, not just with the teams, also with a lot of media. And uh, yeah, I think the biggest, the bigger thing is um, being yourself, being honest and uh, just having fun. Uh, I think for me, it's always fun to talk to, to talk to guys like you or to talk to the teams, uh, and it's it's very nice experience. But uh, right now, I'm going a little bit day to day and uh, just just want to get better for the next season and work hard every day. And because the draft is far away, still far away, and with all the virus and all the stuff, but. Uh, yeah, right now I'm just getting focused on the next season and I uh, wanted to best of my body and to get better and better and stronger and everything. And uh, yeah, but for sure I'm looking forward for the draft. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time. No problem. Okay, great. It was pretty nice. Yes. Okay, Have great. Have a nice day and uh, stay safe and stay healthy. And that's it for episode 26 of Octopulse, taking the pulse of the second year of Steve Eiserman's rebuild. Next week, we'll take a look at the goalies and we'll hear from Grand Rapids goalie Pat Nagel and time permitting, we'll also hear from the team's goalie development coach, Brian Mahoney Wilson, whose grandfather was Larry Wilson, who played on the 1950 Stanley Cup team and whose great uncle was Johnny Wilson, who played on that 1950 Cup team and won three other titles in 1952, 54, and 55. As for our free book giveaway, we have a winner. The winner is Southfield's Chris Rusin, who won the random draw of Scotty Bowman's book written by Ken Dryden. The book is called Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. We're sending the book to Chris, who answered the question, what were the three years of Bowman's Cups with the Red Wings? And those years, of course, were 1997, 1998, and 2002. As always, look for Ted's coverage online at DetroitNews.com and in the paper, and he'll be back next week as well. Stay safe, everyone. Talk to you soon. <laughs>